So last week we started going through Shema. And we did the first bracha of Kriyat Shema. We went through Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. We went through from the, from the sources. And the basic emotion you're supposed to have when you say Shema Yisrael, how it came out, was Shema Yisrael, listen, not just with your ears, but listen with your heart. Shema Yisrael, you stop, you think, Shema Yisrael, let me feel it in my heart. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is my God. And so Hashem, you've always heard before, means hoya hoya vaviya, that he was, is, and will be. He's forever. He's an infinite. Elokeinu means that he has power. He's watching over everything. And that's what the Rishonim point out. It doesn't say Hashem Elokim. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokim. Rather it says Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem is our God. That Hashem watches the Jewish people. He watches every single thing that every Jew does. He has hashkacha pratit. He has individualized attention. Hashem Elokeinu. Hashem watches everything that I do. Shema Yisrael, listen with my heart that Hashem is my God. Feel it with my heart that Hashem is Elokeinu, that He is watching over everything that I do. From there, then we can go on and say Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. Hashem is one means, doesn't mean that there, that there is one God and not two gods. What Echad really means is that there is one God and there is nothing else. Ein Od Milvado is how, this, how, how the altar from Slabat, I think it was, or Biruchom, described the Yichud of Hashem. Hashem Echad means that there is nothing else but Him. That we exist, Kaviyachal, so to speak, inside of HaKadosh Baruch who's, it's like getting to the of Tzimtzum, we don't want to get into what it means that Hashem made a physical space, but the, the, that we are, there is nothing else but Him. If you were, it's not that, if you say there is one God and not two gods, that has the connotation that there's space and there's one God that's filling it up. Is there a second one? No. It's not what it is. It's that there is nothing else but Him. Everything that we know of is all within Hashem's existence. That's what Hashem Echad means. And that's why the Rishonim who say, Rabbi Yonah says that when a person says the name, when he says Echad, when he says the Aleph, he thinks one. Then he says with the Ches, he should look, he should look up and down through the seven heavens and then up to Hashem. And the Dalit, he looks around in the four directions. All to say that there is nothing else up, down, and all around but Him. And seven heavens, seven rukiyas, and then the eighth is Hakadosh Baruch himself is above the rukiyas. So you're looking all the way up. Seven plus one. And yeah. Eighth is yeah. And and um, so he said, Hashem that there is nothing else but Him. And the Chavetz Chaim said over from the altar from Slabatka, or from Misal Salanter. Sorry, the Chavetz Chaim said over that very often we have a very easy time declaring that Hashem is in charge of the world. A very easy time that he declared that Hashem is in charge of everything. There's nothing else but Him. But we have a very hard time saying that He's in charge of me. And that's why the Ramah says here that we start off by saying, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu. First we say, Hashem is my God. After I say, after I declare that He is my God, then I can extend that outwards as well. Hashem Echad, that Hashem is King over everything. There is nothing else but Him. So Shema Yisrael, feel not just with my ears, but feel with my heart. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is my God, our God. Hashem Echad, there is nothing else but HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we said last week. So the Akot Shemoni is a, is a collection of Midrashim, and writes in the beginning of page one, Kach Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael, this is what Hashem said to the Jewish people, L'Sha'avar, in the past, Hayitem HaKrivin L'Yishtei Ba'amim Bayom Et HaKeves Echad HaSev HaBoker. You were bringing for me twice a day, in the morning and afternoon, you brought the carbon tamir. V'galui V'yadu HaLefanai, it was known to me, I knew, I knew that the base of Mikdash is going to get destroyed and you're not going to be able to bring Karbonot anymore. Rather, I ask, in replacement for the Karbonot, I ask that you say, Shema Yisrael Ba Boker, Shema Yisrael Ba Erev. That to replace the Karbon Tamid, 
You say Shema twice a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. When we say Shema, that's, even, that's worth even more than all of the Korbanot. Maybe that's why Ashkenazim don't actually say Kavanot every morning. I don't know. But um, I'm kidding. Really, we're supposed to. But the, the, we say Shema twice a day. It's worth even more than all of the Kavanot. Shema is a very, very powerful, powerful tefillah that we say every day. Even more than the Talmud? It's supposed to replace the Talmud. So, so Ashkenazim do say it? We do say it. Meaning we are supposed to say, the, the Shulchan Aruch says to say the Kavanot Talmud. And to only say only the Talmud. Omrim, I think the lashon of the Mechaber is to say Talmud. We only say once in the right. We only say it in the morning. There are some people saying that, but we only say it in the, most Ashkenazim won't say it in the morning. Then I forgot. We went to by the Dvar Allah in the morning. I forgot exactly what came next. But then there's also the other things that old Ashkenaz, not like the you know when, when there was a lot of infiltration from the Hasidim and from from uh, absorption absorption from the Svardim, but. Old Ashkenaz would say, Karban Atamid, Pita Maktairas, Ezum Akoyman, and Abishmalaymer. Those were the four. But Karban Atamid is the, mo- is the closest to a Chiyuv. That's the. And the Olam Yayadam is not even part of Karbanas. That's part. That's just regular part of Brachas. So what's important? Of the Karbanot, Karban Atamid. For Sfadim also. That's the most important. That's the one that the Machaber says it as like Omrim. We say it. If you ever want to say it. Karban Atamid. So the first line is Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokein, Hashem Echad. Shema Yisrael, we said, listen with my heart, the Jewish people. Hashem is my God, Hashem is one. Then the next line that we say, the part that we're up to is, the next line is, Baruch Shem Kavod Machuto Olam Va'ed. That Hashem's name should be blessed forever and ever. So what are we trying to say? And the first point is, if it's not in the Pesukim, if you look at the parasha of Shema, the first parasha of Shema in Parashat Vayetchanan, so you say Shema Yisrael, and then it says Vahavta, Baruch Shem is not there. So why are we interrupting in middle of Shema with Baruch Shem? So it starts with the Gemara in Pesachim. The Gemara in Pesachim, Daf Nun Vav, and Ralph writes, Vahanan, my time, Aminale, why do we say it? There's another version that says Reb Shem Ibn Pazi, the Amar Reb Shem Ibn in this week's parasha, Parashat Vayachi, Yaakov called out, called to his sons, he got them together, Vayomer, hey, asfu, vayagid alacham, get, and I will tell you. Bikesh Yaakov legalot lebanav ketsayamin, he wanted to reveal to his children when Mashiach would come, v'nistalka mimenu shechina, and the shechina, the divine presence went away. Amar, he said, Shema chas v'shalom yesh b'mitati, pesul, ka'avraham sh'yatsam mimenu yishmael, v'avi yitzchak sh'yatsam mimenu yishmael, perhaps there is somebody unfit here, and therefore I can't reveal this part of Torah knowledge. There are certain parts of the story that are not meant to be revealed to everybody. Certain Kabbalah is not meant to be revealed to everybody. Certain parts of the Torah, this also, the one with Mashiach and Akam, is not supposed to be revealed to everybody. And if there is somebody here who's not worthy, one of my children perhaps is not worthy, and that's why Hashem is telling me to not reveal when Mashiach will come. Amrullah Banaf says, his children said to him, Shema Yisrael, listen, Father, listen Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. We understand that Hashem is our God. He's watching over everything that we do. We understand there's nothing else but Him. We understand that ain't old milvado, that there is nothing else but Him. Shema Yisrael, listen, we understand we are, we are, there's nothing wrong with us. Amru, so he said, Kishem she'en bilibecha ele echad. Sorry, they, they said to him, just as in your heart, Yisrael, just in your heart, Yaakov Avinu, there's only one HaKadosh Baruch Hu, kach ein bilibinu lechad, so to in our hearts, there's only one so Yaakov famously responded with this line, Baruch Shem. So because he said it, therefore we say it, what's going on? So the Rambam adds one line. 
The Ram at the end of the next paragraph, he writes, Lefikach, he brings down, first he brings down the Gemara. Then he says, the last line, he says, Lefikach, Nahagu, Kal Yisrael, Lomar. Therefore, the custom is that we say, Shvach. Sheshivach Bo Yisrael Hazakein Achar Pasuk Zed. Therefore, we say this Shevach, this praise that Yaakov said, we say it as well. Baruch Shem is supposed to be a praise that is the response to Shema Yisrael. Okay, so we're getting places. We have so far, all we know is from the Rambam that it's a praise. So we interrupt because Yaakov interrupted. We're going to have to figure out, so what? Number two, we know that when Yaakov interrupted, it was a shevach, it was a praise. Rabbeinu Yonah says, Omer, but he says another time that we used to, that we used to say Baruch Shem. He says, Omer, Baruch Shem, Lalam, When we say Baruch Shem, we should say it with tremendous kavana. In the Beit HaMikdash, after they would say the name of Hashem, the hidden name of Hashem, then we would respond with, Baruch Shem, Kivod Machuto, Laolam Vaed. There are two times that we would say it, after Shema Yisrael and after the Shema Meforash. What's going on? So it's some sort of response to Shema Yisrael, some sort of response to Shema Yisrael. What's going on? So Rabbi writes like this, what does Baruch Shem mean? Rabbi Yochum writes, Mitzad Shem Umidah Shel Pasuk Rishon. If you just look at the first pasuk that we spoke about, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, feel it. Hashem is watching over everything I do. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem is my God watching over everything I do. Shema Yisrael, feel with my heart, Hashem Echad, that Hashem is one, there's nothing else but Him. If you only look at that, Efshar Haya, Shehayunin Eadarim Hayadi Hazot, then it's possible to not know Baruch Shem Kavod Machotor Lalam Vaid. Why? Even if a person knows that there is one Hashem, there's nothing else but Him. And, there's, and it's not possible to comprehend His greatness. We still wouldn't know more than that. We have this name, besides for the name of Hashem, there are many different ways to know Hashem. Many different ways to relate to Hashem. Hashem is one way. Elokeinu, that He is my God, is another way to relate to Him. Echad einod milvado is another way to relate to Him. Kavod malchuto is another way to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That means, V'yisoda shel midazu higilui kavod malchuto. Baruch Shem kavod malchuto means the revelation of Hashem. Hitgalut kavodo kaviyacho. The revelation, the revealing of His kavod. Baruch Hashem Kavod Machotol Alam Vaed is that we should feel Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad we should feel that visibly until it's, until it's able to be felt by the body Baruch Hashem Kavod Machotol Alam Vaed means the revelation almost physical realization of Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. We still have to explain that a little more. So if Dessler brings it out a drop more, if Dessler writes, B'Shem Kavodo, when we talk about Kavod of Hashem, we're talking about our Kavana, the Kavana is, L'mashu Rotzel Harot Lanu Migilui Kavodo Yitbarach. It means that we want to show the revealing of the Kavod of Hashem. We want to reveal Hashem's place in this world. Bracha, whenever it says the word Baruch, Bracha, we can talk about this later when we get to Shemon Esra, to Amidah. Bracha pirusho hitpashtut. It means spreading out. Vimkein, Baruch Shem means 
אני רוצה שיתפשט גילוי כבודו יתברך בכל העולם מעתה ועד המון. We say ברוך שם כבוד מלכותו לעולם ועד. means that we want this that we just said, שמה ישראל השם אלוקינו השם אחד, we want that to be spread to the whole world until it's felt. meaning, Yaakov Avinu said, sorry, Yaakov's children said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. We understand Hashem is watching over us, there's nothing else but Him. So Yaakov Avinu responded, that should spread to the entire world. They used to say, the Shema Mephorosh in the Beit HaMikdash, we would respond, Baruch Shem Kod Machzot Alamayim, that that knowledge, that Shema Mephorosh, should spread and become felt by the whole world. When we say it in the morning, we say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad, that I feel it. I feel it, Shema Yisrael, I feel it in my heart. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem is watching everything I do. There is nothing else, not just watching over the whole world, but He's watching over me also. He's in charge of me also. Hashem Echad, there's nothing else but Him. I feel that, there, that Hashem is here, and then I say, and I want that to spread to the entire world. Baruch Shem, Kevod, I want Shema Yisrael, I want that to spread and become felt by the entire world. So, if we want it to be spread to the whole world, why are we saying it quietly? So, there's a fam- couple of famous answers that you heard before. Rav Desla really takes it and, and, and makes a beautiful palace out of it. Starts with this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, I have it in, and there's a siddur that they put out called Yishrei Leif, which is from the Talmidim of the Yeshiva of Kelm. Now, the, Kelm, the Yeshiva of Kelm was started by the Alter from Kelm. The Rabbi Sol Salanter had three primary students. The Alter from Kelm, Naftali Amsterdam, and Rabbi Itzel Petterberg, I think, was the third one. So the Alter from Kelm was the one who started the yeshiva. And he started the yeshiva of Kelm. And some of the products of Kelm are people such as Rav Dessler, Rav Yerucham Lovavitz, um, Rav Chatzko Levenstein, and others. Rav Devaniel Movshevitz, who's less famous. He was the Rosh Yeshiva in Kelm, and then he was killed in the war. So, so there's a siddha that they put out with a compilation of their, just selected pieces from them, from all their writings, and they just organized it according to the siddha. And then sometimes repetitive, sometimes it's more of a tangent. But I selected just different pieces that, that are very meaty in the understanding of the text. And that's what we've been using. So it's in there. So why do we say it quietly? And in context of why do we say it quietly, so again, like I said, we've heard different answers before, so we'll go through them inside, where they come from. But also, if we say it quietly, then why did Yaakov Avinu say it out loud? Why in the Beit HaMikdash did they say it out loud? After they said the Shem Mephorosh, they would say it out loud. Why did they say it out loud? And why did the angels say it out loud? The angels also say it like we know, but why did the angels say it out loud? And there's a difference between Yaakov Avinu saying it and saying it in the Beit HaMikdash and the saying it of the angels that we can understand a little more, says Rav Dessler, why we say it quietly. So it starts with this. Why do we say it quietly? It says the Gemara in Pesachim, Daf Memvav. Amri Rabbanan, Hechin Avid, what should we do? No Amruhu, should we say Baruch Shem? Lo amro Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu in Parashat Vedchanan when he's giving the Parashat Shema, he didn't say Baruch Shem. So, how could we say it? On the other hand, lo no amru, we shouldn't say it. Amru Yaakov, Yaakov Vinu said it. Hitkinu sheyehu omrim oto b'chashai. They said we should say it quietly. What's that supposed to mean? It's like, it's a compromise of sorts. Are you saying it or are you not saying it? Also, Hashem can hear it quietly also. Like, what's, what's going on? It's a also because it's like, once you turned off, I guess, the script that is the Torah, Aaron probably turned to his brother and laughed with him and joked with him. It's not like they were recording every single thing they said. So how do you know that he didn't say it quietly? How do you, how do you know they didn't say it quietly? No, no, so over here, so, 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 um, so two things. First of all, meaning, I think you're going to see soon more clearly that it really means that he didn't tell us to say it. 
You're going to see more soon. You're going to, you're going to see the answer. You're going to, once we get there, and then you'll see. Once Rav Desla, I told you, the Rav Desla here is the key. Every sugya has somebody has a, a question or so, you say the foundational idea that breaks open the whole sugya. Rav Desla here is going to be the, also, the again, I'm not break open. To, I'm yeah. not trying to segue into oblivion. I want to stay the course. I, I'm just asking. Yeah. <clears throat> How do we really know what it is they're saying? These people had lies. Oh, so you're, you're gonna see, you're gonna see, you're gonna see the answer from okay. from Rav Desla. You're gonna you're gonna get the answer. Okay. That's a good question. Which is you're gonna see. I, I I would have had the same question if I hadn't seen right. Rav Desla. I mean, he must have joked with his sister too, Mary. I mean, like, they probably had lives. Like not everything they said. I don't I don't know I don't know if I would say that they joked around, but uh, no, I'm saying, there's no way in the midbar we only speak when it's all being recorded on the cloth. No way. Right. It doesn't record the whole conversation, but you'll see more the, the answer sure. from the. Sure. So says the Shibbal Ayalakat, he's a Rishon, he quotes, first of all, first he quotes the Gemara in Pesachim, the Shibbal lived in the 1200s. So first he quotes the Gemara in Pesachim, Gedar Shem and Pazi, the whole story with Yaakov Avinu that he said it to his children. Then he quotes also, Ubatan Chuma, Parashat Ve'et Chanan. The Midrash says in Midrash Tan Chuma, Bifarish Tamacher, Bishasha Alala Moshe Lamarom, when Moshe Rabbein went up on our Sinai, Shama Malachi Asherit Shayim Mekal Sinbo Lakatish Baruch Hu Lo Yisrael. He heard the angels praising Hashem with these words. He heard the angels praising Hashem with these words, and he brought it down to the Jewish people. So why don't we say it publicly? Why don't we say it out loud? Why didn't the Torah tell us to say it? In Parashat Ve'etchanan, it should have said, from where we learned to say, So why didn't he also tell us to say, there, it should have told us to say, Baruch Shein. So it says the Medrash, I'll give you a, a, a comparison, says the Medrash. Somebody stole garments, stole dresses from the palace, and he gave them to his wife. He told her, Don't go out wearing those dresses, because when you go out, then the king is going to see you, and he'll say, Hi, this is the Ghana, this is the one who stole those dresses. So therefore, only wear it inside your house. Wait a second. So therefore we say, it says as a Midrash, therefore we say it quietly. Wait a second. The Malachim can hear us when we say it quietly. It's like, it's like, uh, don't, it, 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 when, when you're stealing dresses and you're saying don't go outside, so then the king won't see. But over here, the, what does it help the fact that I'm saying it quietly that now the angels shouldn't hear, anything, right? the, either way the angels can hear the whispers also. So what am I gaining by saying it quietly? So, and then he says, and more than that, and then on Yom Kippur, when we are clean like Malachim, then we do say it public, then we do say it aloud. So wait a second, so on Yom Kippur, we're clean, therefore the Malachim aren't jealous of us? So therefore, or, or we are, so I always when I was going up, that we are like Malachim, we're like angels. But we're not angels. Even if we're like angels, so we're claiming to be like angels, just, there seems to be something missing here. You'll see your Dessler is going to, it says it all, it brings it out like, a, once you see your Dessler, everything becomes beautiful. It says your Dessler. Number one, he says, like we saw before, whenever we say, we mean that we want that it should become visible and felt by the entire world that this is that Hashem is here. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Wanted to become known to the whole world. Baruch Hashem, Opi Rosho, Ani Rotsa, Sheyit Pashet, Gilu Kvoda, Yitbarach, Bechel Olam, Yata, Yad Olam. Yaakov says of Desa, Yaakov Avinu Alav Shalom. Haya Yachol Lomar Zot. He was able to say this. Ki Kol Atzmo Haya Me'achid Rak L'Shem Kvodo Yitbarach. Because all of his essence was unified for 
כבוד השם. ולא הייתה לו שום שאיפה או עניין אחר בעולם זולת זאת. He had nothing else to his existence, Yaakov Avinu's existence, other than I want to bring the Yichud of Hashem, I want to bring the Kavod of Hashem. And then when he saw that his children said, When he saw that the Shavatim said, We understand that there is one HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There is nothing else. That Hashem is watching over me. There is nothing else. We feel it in our hearts. When he saw that they were holding there, Then he said this line to them, Baruch Hashem Then he told them, This is the level you're holding on now. Now I want to teach you the next level. The level after Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. The next level is Baruch Shem Kevod Machotol L'Olam V'Ed. He said, I want to teach you the next level of taking that knowledge, that feeling in your heart, and making it felt by the entire world. Baruch Shem Kevod Machotol L'Olam V'Ed. Yaakov Avinu was holding by the level of saying it, Of, uh, the Yaakov Avinu was holding the whole level of saying it out loud. Yaakov Avinu was holding by the level of saying it out loud because his whole life was for the purpose of bringing HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavod onto this world. So he was able to say it out loud. But nowadays we have other missions in our life. We have other goals in our life. We don't just focus on bringing kavod of Hashem onto this world. We have other goals. We can't say it, really. Only the angels... That their whole goal is to bring the kavod of Hashem to this world, so they can say it out loud. The haomdim bebeit hamikdash and the ones when they were standing in the beit hamikdash and it was very, they were very easily able to actually feel it and know it and want to bring the kavod of Hashem onto this world. They're also in the beit hamikdash after they said the shemim beforeash. They're able to say it out loud. Yisrael biyom hakipurim on yom kippur. When we're holding by seeing by feeling that, then we're able to. Say it out loud, then we could say it. And that's why, what does Gemara say? When Gemara says that, should we say it, should we not say it? So Yaakov Avinu said it, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it. So what should we do? We say it quietly. So I think after that's what that means is, Yaakov Avinu told us to say it. He told the, he told the Shavatim that this is the next level. So he wanted them to reach for the next level. Moshe Rabbeinu, all he told us to say was, So he didn't tell us that that's what we should be going to. So what should we do? Meaning, don't read the Gemara. The way I always read the Gemara in the past was, Yaakov Avinu said it, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it. And that's where, Rafi, you have your question. We don't record everything. But I, after Avdasa, I don't think that the Pshat is that Yaakov Avinu said it and Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it. But rather, it's Yaakov Avinu told his children, this is the next level to reach to. On the other hand, so, so if that Yaakov Avinu told us that this is the level to reach to, then we should say it. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't tell us that that's what we should be, that, that, to, to mention, to repeat that and record that and feel that every day to strive to the next level. Rather, we should just focus on Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkein Hashem Echad. So what should we do? We say it quietly. How does that help? So says the Gemara, a mashal, Amar Rabbi, there in Gemara, the Gemara in Pesachim, after that to say it quietly, it gives a mashal. There was a princess who smelled something, some kind of, of cooked food that she wanted. If she would say that she wants it, then that's disgraceful. If she doesn't say it, that that's what she wants, then because she won't be able to get it. Therefore, her servants started to bring it to her quietly. Meaning, if we get up and we say, out loud, 
So then we're saying, oh, and we want to reach this level. But we can't, says Rav Dessler. We can't say it because that would be ignite, that would be disgraceful. If somebody gets up and he performs lip service, he says, this is what I want to reach. I want to make it that the whole world feels the glory of HaKadosh Baruch But we don't actually mean it. We don't live that way. That's ignite. That's disgraceful. We can't say that. that, that that's just, that's lip service. That's empty lip service. That's not proper. That's Divrei that, Chazav. That's lying. To say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkan Hashem Echad. So that's the first level. We're working on feeling Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkan Hashem Echad. We're not yet holding by Baruch Hashem Kuvod Machut Olamad. So we can't say it aloud because if we say it aloud, that would be a gnai. That would be disgraceful. On the other hand, if we don't say it at all, that would be painful to say, I'm never going to reach that level. That's painful to not have it. We're supposed to have high dreams, high goals, high ambitions. So we want to say Baruch Hashem Kuvod Machut Olamad. I want to say that this is where I want to reach of wanting to bring the Gilu Kuvod HaKadosh Baruch onto this world. So what do we do? So her servants brought it to her quietly. We say it quietly. We say, I understand. There's, there's a difference. Yeah, I'm not yet holding about this, but this is, eventually I want to reach this point. Yeah, I can't say it out loud. I can't say publicly that this is what I want to do. But in my heart of hearts, this is where I want to reach. So that's on the level. Let's just say it out loud. So we don't, once that's, that's how it was established, that's how we just, like, yeah. Are we not supposed to say this out loud ever? Are we not supposed to say it out loud in between Shema and Be'afta? So I'm not sure either. Because I'm not sure either because it comes up at the Kabbalah shop. Because every time you make a bracha levatala, you have to say this. Right, exactly. So, 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 we say it after we say bracha levatala. Also, let's say Friday night, end of end of B'koach. So Ashkenazim, we have a line bracha shenkod mechutol lam. But I don't know if it's here. So you say it quietly there. So Ashkenazim, some people say it out loud. Some people say it quietly. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, some some people do. Some people say it quietly. Um, my, my, so here it's saying it out loud. Here is more saying this that we just said of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. I want to bring that to be felt by the whole world, and that's a very high level. Let's say a person says a bracha levatala. So then they say Baruch Hashem Kavod Machtol Lamvayd. There it's saying that there. I'm not. I don't remember the exact lambdas of how it works there. It, it's. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. So my cholik is poiskim. How it works there? Because after, after, yeah. No, so there we say it aloud. There we do say it aloud. That's halach. We say it, we could say it aloud. Okay. But Hashem, I don't remember the exact difference. I have to get back to you. But that's the. But that's Baruch Hashem and that's also why the angels, the angels say it aloud, and we say it quietly. And we asked before. Wait a second. The angels can hear you saying it quietly. How does it help? So. It, it, it's like stealing the, the, her, the, her, the dresses from the palace. But they see, you, they see you walking around with the dresses. So the point is, it's, a, it's something that was brought from there. But we're not holding by saying it. We're not holding by wearing the, the finery. We're not holding by wearing the dresses. We can't wear it outside. But inside, in our hearts, that's what we should want. Yeah, the angels hear it. The angels are happy that that's what we want to reach to. But we can't go around claiming that this is where I'm holding. That would be a gnai. That would be thievery. That would be disgusting. That would be a guy getting up. That would be the concept of the Gemara of Yara, doing things that a person that looks haughty. That's inappropriate. So the Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and then we respond with the Shevach, with the praise of that we want to take Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. Feel in your heart, Shema Yisrael, feel in your hearts. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem is my God watching over me, even my Dalad Amot, even where I am, even my place. Hashem Echad, there's nothing else but Him. Now I want to take that Baruch Shem Kodim. I say quietly. I say, and I want to reach the level of bringing that kavod HaKadosh Baruch into being muhash, into being felt on this world. 
And that's Baruch Shem Kavod Machutod Alamboid. And then we'll just see one more piece. What about the Ahavta? We're talking now about Kabbalat Al Machashamayim. The first parasha in Kriyat Shema is, is accepting that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Alokeinu. Accepting that Hashem is watching over me and Hashem Echad that He's watching over the whole world. And then we say, and I want to make that physical, Baruch Shem. And then that culminates with the next line of the Ahavta. So everyone always wonders, I understand Shema Yisrael. We always describe that at the beginning of Shema Yisrael, Kabbalat Ol Malchot Shemaim, accepting the yoke of heaven. So I understand Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, that's accepting the yoke of heaven. But how is the Ahavta accepting the yoke of heaven? So the idea is like this, says the Rashi in Tshuva. No, mitzvot are really in Vahayim Shemoah. We mentioned the mitzvot in Vahavta. We'll have to talk about next week why. But, we, but primarily the mitzvot belong in, in Vahayim Shemoah. Vahavta is a different focus. What's the focus by Vahavta? Says the Rashba. Kulano chayavim lekrot the parasha. We are chayav to read the parasha of Kriyat Shema. Loba kimat svatayim bilvad. Not just with uttering of the lips. Rak ka'ohev v'choshek. Rather, Vahavta. Like somebody who loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'choshik, he desires HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yachashok, he desires l'hasig ritzon Adonav asher ahevo. He desires to comprehend the ratzon of Hashem, who he loves. V'haklal, and the rule is, shetzrichin anu l'kvoa b'nafshenu, the rules that we have to establish in our hearts, in our souls, in our nefesh. B'chol eitsh nekra ha-kriyat shema, every time that we read kriyat shema, sh'anu maskimin limsor kal ta'avoteinu v'chashkeinu v'venu v'chol nafshenu, that we agree to give all of our ta'avot, all of our desires of our hearts, all of our souls, from our limbs until our souls and our finances. We want to give it, that we want to give it, I love him, and therefore I want to give him, and we have to make it, we have to imagine it. And make it almost like we can see in our hearts. Picture it in our hearts. Picture it as if I myself am going through what Bekiva went through. Picture in my heart that I'm ready to do that. Picture in my heart that I'm ready to give everything I have in order to bring Kavod to Hashem. V'amnam, however, says the Rashbi, here's the, here's the, here's the, 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 the part that, here's the mind-blowing part. V'amnam, ha'amiti. It's not, it doesn't make sense. A genuine Kabbalah. Even if a person decides this way, it doesn't make sense to have an acceptance if that acceptance is forced. An accept, a forced acceptance can't be with the desire to do it. If somebody is doing it because they're forced into it, then what happens? If they, let's say they never give up, they get the chance to give up their life. Are, they, are we happy that we didn't get the chance to give up our lives? Yeah. I'm very happy that I didn't have to give my life for Kiddush Hashem. And that means that I'm still failing in Ve'ahavta. Ve'ahavta says the Rashba is that I want to give my life. That's Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva is that I hold my whole life, I wanted to give my life for Kiddush Hashem. I was always waiting for this moment. You always wonder, what does that mean? Why are you waiting for this moment, giving your life for Kiddush Hashem? Yeah, because that's Ve'ahavta. That I want Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, and therefore, and not just forced into it, but rather Ve'ahavta, that I love HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm accepting His yoke, out of love. And that's the culmination to Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. It's all about the whole first parasha of Kriyat Shema. Shema Yisrael Baruch Shem Ve'ahavta is I'm accepting HaKadosh Baruch Hu's role in my life and in the world. Shema Yisrael, I feel it with my heart. Hashem Elokeinu Hashem is the God of me. 
of the Jewish people. He's watching over everything I do. Elokeinu, he's the powerful God who watches over me. Hashem Echad, and there's nothing else but him. And then Baruch Hashem Kavod Machusolamet, and I want that Kavod to make itself felt in this world. And I love him. I love him. I want it to happen. I want to have to take the opportunity. I want to be given the opportunity to bring that kavod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu onto this world. Vahavta is supposed to be the culmination, the next bringing Shema Yisrael to a higher level. Shema Yisrael, I want to bring that and show that I can do it with love. And that's Vahavta et Hashem Elokecha and that's the goal and that's why we say Bechol Nafshecha Bechol Maodecha that's what I want and we're supposed to picture that in our hearts that that is what we want. And then next week we'll talk about Vahayim Shamoah and, and how that comes in, what's the, connect, what's the connection, there's a flow from the first parasha to the second parasha and to the third parasha, but that's the whole first part is accepting HaKadosh Baruch Hu's place in my heart on me and on the world. I want to make it physical and with love. <laughs>